In a world full of noise and confusion, it's hard to focus on what's really important. In a culture where religion has become a grab bag of ideas, the precision of language is necessary for the proclamation of truth. This podcast is dedicated to that type of precision. I'm not sure what we'll talk about each day in this podcast, but you can rest assured that as our thoughts and questions continue, we will search the scriptures in order to know the truth. So let's get started. Are you listening? If there's ever been a term that has been more confusing in recent days, it's the idea of fruitfulness. What is fruitfulness? I've saw a lot of worship songs in my day, from good ones to bad ones to theologically rich ones to things that I could just sing to my wife if I just changed the name Jesus to Robin. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. I want to answer the question, what is the fruit of faith? Now, I'm not discussing the idea of evidence of true saving faith. We talked about that earlier in the week, and that is that you have saving faith. Faith alone is the evidence of faith alone. And the scripture proves that, and the scripture teaches that Christ is sufficient for salvation. So we don't want to revisit that issue. But today, I want to talk about some of the things that we will see in our lives as Christians, because we have been truly born of God. Now, if we were to look at the Decalogue, if we were to look at the Ten Commandments, we could say, okay, we're going to see all of those things. Well, that's true. God will work in us some things that will will look very much like obedience to the Ten Commandments. We will, at some times in our lives, have a love for God. I mean, if we do not love God at all, we are certainly not born of God. Because God loves us first, therefore we then can love Him. But there is some times where we don't love Him fully, and sometimes where we don't love Him rightly, And there are times when we know that and we are given a mind that can see that. That is called repentance. And then we trust fully in the finished work of Jesus Christ who loved the Father completely and perfectly. So as we learn to love, as we fight in this flesh, we trust only, not in our love. We don't trust in our love at all. We trust only in the love of God for us who gave himself, gave his son, who gave himself for us because he loved us. So that is something that we will see. We will see about how we should worship. We will see these continual battle against the sinfulness of our flesh. We will see that we covet things and that we lust after things and that we lie. And then we will put it to death and then it will come knocking on our door again in the weeks or months ahead and we will put it to death again. But we do so not saying, oh, good, if I just keep putting this to death, then I will have eternal life. I really do have good faith. I know that I'm secure because, look, I've put away my lying completely. Well, that's a lie in itself. We're not able to put away lying completely because there is sometimes where we don't even recognize the deceit of our own thoughts. And we need to see that faith alone in Jesus Christ is the only hope that we have. But so we will see some of these things in our life and it will be in season and out of season in the sense that there will be times where we will feel so tempted and then there will be times when we give in to temptation. And I pray that we do not, beloved. I pray that you do not. But if you do, what does John say? You have a advocate with the Father, who is Jesus Christ the righteous, who is your propitiation. His work on the cross of Calvary satisfied the wrath of God. You have nothing more to fear if you believe fully and trust fully in Jesus Christ, which is a gift from God to you. We will see. We will see a love for each other. Jesus even says that, that all of the law is boiled down 
is summed up in a nutshell with love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. James deals with the love that we have for each other, not having favoritism. Paul talks about the love that binds all things together. Paul says that love is the driving force, the central core of the regenerate mind, and that we are even able, as Jesus says, to love our enemies in the sense that we would give our life for those who persecute us and hate us and cause us harm. We would lay our lives down. It is the central essence of what God does in the life of the believer. They will know that you are those who follow me, Jesus says, because you have a love for one another. This is something that God does. Oh, but how fickle it can be. How strange our love can turn to frustration, hate, disdain, apathy. But the pureness of God's love for us overcomes that and we are corrected through discipline. We are corrected by the Spirit. We are corrected through the Word of God and we are corrected by each other as we encourage each other on to love and good deeds every single day. So when you ask yourself, what will my life look like as a true believer, someone who has real faith, It will look like a war zone. It will look like one who strives in one sense to honor the Lord and love Him. And then it will also, in the same breath, look like one who fights a war that is is almost unbearable, that is almost unwinnable. And then we look at the cross of Christ and we say, Wow, what a Savior, what a Savior, Christ, who has saved me, this wretched man that I am. It is Christ. And we mature. We grow. We're able to put off the flesh a little easier as we mature in the faith. Not necessarily with time, but in the Spirit, through the Word. And we feel confident then. Look at our lives. We come to this place. Oh, God, we might say, look how far I've come. Thank you. And then just in some breath later, we find ourselves yelling Uh, anger, and we find ourselves tempted, and we find ourselves feeling lost. To what end then do we turn? To what end do we look? We look at the end of it all, the it is finished, that Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, the Christ, cried out on the cross of Calvary and said, it is done. He has paid the penalty of our sin. He has satisfied the wrath of God. The fruit of our faith is a continual maturing continual fighting, but most of all, it is a continual, what? A continual trusting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. I know this may not be what you thought this podcast was going to be today, but beloved, I pray that you would rest in this more than anything than you've ever rested before. This is the joy of being set apart by the grace of God through Jesus Christ, the Son. And when the Son sets you free, you are free Indeed, I love all of you and I am praying that God will use this gospel truth to encourage your soul in Jesus' name. Would you prayerfully consider going to patreon.com slash theology or clicking on the partner link, the red button on anchoringfaith.org and partnering with us with just a few dollars a month? We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you.